RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Headlines. Carrie Lam says officials are in Wuhan to find out more about the new virus that's been discovered there. The chief executive says she welcomes the judiciary's move to speed up hearings on cases relating to social unrest. And the US Treasury says it will no longer label China a currency manipulator. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the public will soon have more details about the pneumonia outbreak in Wuhan after government representatives return from there tonight. They'll brief health experts tomorrow morning. Mrs Lam says so far there's been no confirmed cases of the new coronavirus in Hong Kong. She refused to say what the government thought about the level of transparency from the mainland on the new virus. We have received uh, information about the disease. We have uh, received information about the genome sequencing so that our experts to look at whether we could uh, put in place uh, faster uh, systems to um, identify the uh, virus. And we have also uh, been invited to take part in this um, sort of uh, trip to understand the actual uh, efforts being made in dealing with this uh, situation. Um, Beyond that, it was not for me to comment on how uh, another authority has been dealing with uh, the situation in that jurisdiction. Mrs Lam has also pledged extra resources to the judiciary to help courts deal with the volume of cases related to the recent social unrest. At yesterday's opening ceremony for the new legal year, the Chief Justice, Geoffrey Marr, suggested extending court sitting hours to help deal with the workload. He also said a task force had been set up to explore other ideas. Mrs Lam welcomed the moves. I'm extremely grateful to the judiciary for devising uh, various means at various levels of courts to try to speed up uh, the court cases because we all want um, justice to be done uh, effectively. So uh, if the Chief Justice have other ideas as a result of this uh, working group, uh, the administration will definitely uh, fully uh, cooperate in terms of providing additional uh, resources. Civic Party member Audrey Yu says she's disappointed that alleged police brutality towards protesters wasn't discussed at yesterday's opening of the legal year. The ongoing unrest was a major theme at the ceremony. Ms Yu, the former chair of the Bar Association, welcomed comments from Chief Justice Ma, emphasising the importance of a fair trial and that no one was above the law, but said police violating regulations should have been addressed. None of the four speeches actually emphasised the major difficulty that is facing Hong Kong today. And that's if you look at many of the foreign and international NGOs and press and so on, they all emphasise the question of police brutality in every day. I mean, you can see from many video clips and so on that police have been beating up arrested people even after they have arrested them and pressed them to the floor. And these are matters that clearly should be commented upon on the opening of the legal year. The Ombudsman says the Lands Department has cost the government hundreds of millions of dollars by failing to properly enforce lease conditions on shopping malls. The watchdog found that dozens of malls were allowing space that was designated for public use to be used for commercial purposes, but were not paying for a waiver. The Ombudsman, Winnie Chu, said the department rarely took action when malls used such space for restaurants, stalls or shops. In only one of these cases did the district land office take action to recover from the owner the waiver fee, which exceeded a hefty $24 million for a breach that persisted for as long as five and a half years. 
we consider Lands Department to have failed to make good use of its enforcement powers in the 60-odd remaining cases where wafer fees were not recovered. The amount of fees involved could easily run into hundreds of millions of dollars. Sources say the government will announce a reduction in the lower age limit for a scheme that allows elderly people to travel on public transport for just $2. People aged 60 and up will benefit. The limit had been 65 previously. Some 570,000 people are expected to benefit. The plan will be included in a new round of relief measures that could be announced as soon as this afternoon. The government is also expected to unveil new subsidies for retired people. Meanwhile, the Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, Edward Yao, says the government will provide free digital televisions or set-top boxes to 80,000 low-income households that still use analogue sets. The move will allow them to continue viewing when analogue channels are switched off in December. The $450 million scheme will be paid for from the Community Care Fund and implemented by the Council of Social Service, with Hong Kong Telecoms responsible for installation. Applications are opening today. Mr Yao said it will allow everyone to enjoy digital broadcasts. We hope this scheme would, uh, on the one hand, bring Hong Kong into the full implementation of digital broadcasting, and on the other hand, giving this needy support to those uh, who... Uh, be able to enjoy the digital TV at the same time. An accounting body says its members are increasingly pessimistic about the SAR's economy this year as months of protest hurt market sentiment. The Association of Chartered Certified Accountants surveyed about 200 of its members, of whom 70% expected poor economic conditions in the year ahead. The chairman of its Hong Kong office, Kenneth Wong, says the SAR's competitiveness has already suffered and he's urging the government to take bold measures to bolster investor confidence. In a situation like last four months, uh, people are, are really choosing not to come to Hong Kong if they are not people here. If for meetings, they will choose other way, like a video conference or other channel. It's a fact. And uh, whether it will give a long-term hit, I think if we can change things around, especially how the government can resolve the matter and how the government can push out some measures to help the leaders and to increase the confidence of local and global people on Hong Kong, then I think we can be back and drive for greater success quickly. A survey commissioned by a think tank has found that the majority of people here don't think climate change is an urgent issue, with just 16% putting it ahead of livelihood or health matters. But Civic Exchange says the survey also shows people believe climate change will have a big impact on future generations and that the government should do more to address the issue. Researcher Lawrence Yu says they'll work to drive urgent policy change and raise awareness of the issue. Because this year, according to the Paris Agreement, Hong Kong need to submit our national determinist contribution to the central government, and then the central government will combine the Hong Kong NDC in their own NDC and then submit to the UN FCCC this year. So that this is a really important year for Hong Kong that to decide our midterm and long-term decarbonisation strategies. A 45-year-old man has died after reportedly being hit by a taxi while crossing the road. The accident happened just before midnight in Central. The 60-year-old taxi driver was on Connaught Road Central heading towards Western District when he allegedly hit the victim at Jackson Road. The United States Treasury Department says it will no longer label China a currency manipulator. The announcement comes just days before China and the US are to sign a preliminary agreement designed to ease trade tensions. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes in Washington. 
The U.S. officially labeled China a currency manipulator last summer, sending stock markets down. The Treasury Department said it was a response to China devaluing its currency, leaving it at its weakest level against the dollar in over 11 years. President Trump said it was designed to steal American business and factories. But since then, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin says China has made enforceable commitments to refrain from currency devaluation to gain a competitive advantage. Mr. Mnuchin added that the trade deal to be signed on Wednesday would lead to greater economic growth and opportunity for American workers and businesses. The United States has again warned the British government against allowing the Chinese company Huawei to participate in 5G telecommunications networks. US officials told British ministers it would be madness to use Huawei technology because of the risk to national security. Here's the BBC's Gordon Carrera. In their meeting with ministers, the senior US officials handed over a dossier of technical information. US sources claimed its contents challenged British intelligence's own technical assessment that it would be possible to use Huawei in the 5G infrastructure without risks to national security. However, a US official refused to comment on the contents of that file and its arrival and the claim by one official that it would be madness to use Huawei is likely to be met with scepticism from UK officials. A BBC investigation has confirmed that thousands of Muslims from Kazakhstan are missing after being detained over the border in China. One Kazakh woman has told how she was held on the mainland. Here's the BBC's Claire Press. For 15 months, Golzira, a Kazakh Muslim, was detained in a Chinese detention camp. She described being forced to receive unknown injections, being chained to an iron chair, being shocked by an electric stick whilst going to the toilet and made to sign documents she didn't understand. Even when she was finally told she was going to be freed, her nightmare was not over. For months, Golzira was made to sew gloves in a factory, working long hours for little to no pay, before she was finally released and sent home. Mainland authorities have told the BBC that all students of what Beijing calls re-education camps have graduated and been found work. The tall volcano in the Philippines south of the capital, Manila, is continuing to spew ash, with scientists warning that further eruptions are likely in the coming days. More than 20,000 people have been evacuated from their homes. Here's the BBC's Howard Johnson. Taal Volcano is continuing to spew ash with Philippine scientists warning further eruptions are likely in the coming days. Renato Solidum, the director of the Philippine Institute of Volcanology, says steam is rising from lateral vents on the northern flank of the volcano. There were numerous earthquakes overnight in the Batangas area where Taal is located, indicating continuing movement of magma under the volcano. More than 20,000 people living close to Taal have now evacuated the area. Controversial strict alcohol licensing laws have been scrapped in parts of central Sydney, Australia's biggest city. Bar curfews and restrictions on serving alcohol were introduced in 2014 to reduce alcohol-related violence. The repeal of the so-called lockout laws has been prompted by concerns about the nighttime economy. The markets a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,906, 51 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $69 billion. Currency is the US dollar trading at 110.05 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar 11 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 9 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chung. The world number one badminton player Kento Momota is in hospital after being injured in a fatal crash in Malaysia. 
Japan's reigning world champion is in stable condition after suffering a broken nose and facial injuries. But the driver of the van that was taking him to the Kuala Lumpur airport was killed. Japan's assistant coach, team doctor, and a world badminton official were also in the vehicle. All three escaped with minor injuries. The accident happened just hours after Momota had won the Malaysia Masters on Sunday to start the 2020 season. The 25-year-old is a gold medal favorite at this year's Olympics in Tokyo. He won a record 11 tournaments in 2019. Spanish football giants Barcelona have made a coaching change midway through the season. The former Real Betis manager Kike Setien has been hired to replace Ernesto Valverde. Valverde exits with Barcelona topping the Spanish league table ahead of Real Madrid on goal difference. His dismissal comes four days after the team lost to Atletico in the semifinals of the Spanish Super Cup. In baseball news, the World Series winning manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lutnow have both been fired by the Houston Astros after they were caught stealing signs. The BBC's Andy Barwell reports. The Houston Astros general manager Jeff Lunau and team boss AJ Hitch have been fired by the club after they were suspended without pay for a year by Major League Baseball for their role in sign stealing during the 2017 World Series winning season. MLB's been investigating the claims that the team illegally used a camera to catch signals made by the opposition catchers to pitchers. Astros owner Jim Crane says firing his manager and GM is a tough decision, but one that he has to make. It's a very difficult day for the Houston Astros. MLB did a very thorough investigation, and the Astros fully cooperated. We need to move forward with a clean slate. You can be confident that we will always do the right thing and will not have this happen again on my watch. On the ice, Alex Ovechkin continues to climb up the ladder in the NHL scoring department. The Russian winger scored twice to help the Washington Capitals beat the Carolina Hurricanes 2-0. The first goal was the 685th for Ovechkin. That moved him past Temu Salani for 11th on the all-time list. Ovechkin needs four goals to catch the great Mario Lemieux and move into the top 10. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories again. Carrie Lamb says officials are in Wuhan to find out more about the new virus that's been discovered there. And the US Treasury says it will no longer label China a currency manipulator. And that's the news from RTHK.